0: Welcome Defenders fans to the Department of Defense. This is the Dodd Pod. You're for the fans by the fan source for DC Defenders discussion. Guaranteed in less than 30 minutes. I'm DR. And I'm Austin. We're here for Dodd Pod episode 10. Battlehawks can't beat the Beer Snake, Beer Snake, aka the COVID Cobra. Greatest nickname ever. This episode, uh, we're, we're looking back at our very recent Week Five win, and ready to stay home for Week Six. Cannot be more excited to be back in the win column. We're going to take on the Renegades, at Audi Field, looking to go four and two. Before we talk football, we've got to talk about this delicious beer that we're drinking today. Still drinking the blood of our enemies, some Bud Light Orange, fresh from St. Louis, Missouri. Ooh, see what you did there.
1: If it ain't broke, don't fix it. This is the second week in a row we've drank this on here. One, two straight games. So guess what we're going to be drinking next week. Same thing. <laughs>
0: I'd forgotten. Did we drink? We drank the pot Light. Wow. All right. Yep. I know, two weeks in a row. Isn't that we cracked it for game time. Just sticking with it right now. Uh, wow. A win. <laughs> it's uh, been a while. it It feels like forever getting our heads kicked in two weeks in a row. Back in the win column. Feels like a great thing. We decided to jump right on the pod. Um, both uh, because we were super excited also, you're not going to be available later in this week. Maybe we'll call you the COVID Cobra. <laughs> uh, but you're you're journeying far away.
1: I will be. I will be making a trip into the infested land of New York. I will actually be in Brooklyn. Can't, we can't really call that Guardians Territory because I'm not going to New Jersey, but I'll be in Brooklyn covering my Richmond Spiders in the A-10 tournament, so if I see any COVID Cobras um, at the Barclays Center during the um, A-10 tournament, I'll be sure to document. you will be able to see it. Chances are slim. We do know those St. Bond Adventure fans can be kind of wild. and So we'll see. But, yeah, early podcast. I will try to avoid coronavirus at all costs. Yeah. And everybody that dealt with that beer snake today, too, go home and wash your hands, please.
0: <laughs> uh, you you will, uh, however, be able to bring back some good blood of our enemies, I hope. <laughs> um Though you may not be in New Jersey, no. uh, but yeah, some 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 good breweries up there and around the, the Brooklyn area. So I'm excited to see what what might come back for the blood of our enemy segment um, for the future. Wow, so much to talk about in this week's game. It looked like another rough start um, with a with a turnover early. Cardell third down tries to force it down the field, interception. Uh, still a close game. Coach Pep. Makes the call for the relief pitcher early. And in comes Tyree Jackson. Things changed. Um, yeah. uh, moving the ball down the field with the run. Um, it looked like it was clear that was the approach this week. Uh, Tyree throws a touchdown on his first pass. That's efficiency right there. And uh, really from there, it's just sort of ball control, defense. And uh, what what'd you think, man? Uh, yeah,
1: shot. Now, I'm... I'm a tough-nosed sports fan, so when a guy's not playing well, I'm all for him getting benched every now and then. It's a good wake-up call, not only for just Cardale, but for the whole team. If you're underperforming, it doesn't matter where you play. You can be quarterback. You can be defensive back. It does not matter, and I like that Pep showed us that today, and, well, it paid off, and it made him look like a genius. Yeah. He, um, I, like, I mean, coaching baseball myself, it's really easy to outmanage yourself and... Get in your own head and worry about pulling a guy for morale or whatnot, but we got the win. Makes Pep look a genius, makes the fans happy, makes me happy. So no, yeah. I'm ecstatic. And Tyree Jackson, I mean, he could start on any other team in this league, in my opinion.
0: Well, he's he's a physical force. Um, he didn't really have to use his arm today. Once he, you know, put us in the lead, he used his legs. We relied on the run game and you know, a few short passes here and there, but I think, you know, it was nine of fourteen for I think thirty 34 yards, I think, is what's sticking out in my head. Um, not not a huge number, for sure. Um, and uh, 39 yards, excuse me. Um, 39 yards through the air. Uh, added 32 yards on the ground. Um, and Jarrell Presley broke through. 107 rushing yards. I think that's the first 100-yard day for a defender's yeah, back. No, yeah, for sure. Um, 7.1 yards per carry for Presley, who had been demoted to – The third third on the depth chart, so again, Pep showing a willingness to mix things up, give guys a chance, um, see what they can do. Uh, This was a game where we controlled the ball on the ground with 41 rushes. Wow. Yeah, 41 rushes. Uh, Rodgers carried it twice. Uh, Tompkins once. Uh, The reverses. Runs by the wide receivers led to 53 yards on three plays, so that's certainly – a little bit of razzle dazzle working. There was another almost double forward pass that uh, Pumphrey pulled it down and decided to, to run. He didn't see the pass there. Um, again, taking care of the ball, not turning it over. Just just exciting stuff. I think for anybody who was watching, it, you know, it was a hard fought sort of you know defense first game. Ty Rossa with two fifty yard field goals. You can watch NFL games all year and only see a couple of mm-hmm. games where a guy will yeah, hit two fifty yards in a game. Foot. And who knew his foot could tweet too.
1: <laughs> His foot's got a pretty good Twitter account. I would do him a follow.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna fo- always follow someone with a Twitter account that's that niche, right? I mean, he's that guy. Ty Ross's foot is really occupying a narrow space uh, for fans, but I, I like it. I like it. Um, what else? What else did you see out there that you liked?
1: Um, I mean, I just I felt the team. The team obviously just has so much more energy at home. There's Pep doesn't have to dig but so deep um, to get these guys fired up to play at home. I love seeing them play at home, obviously, but I mean, you've got to be able to perform on the road. I mean, you have five home games and five road games going five and five. It's not awful, but playoff wise, I'm not a hundred percent sure. So I'm glad we've got things figured out at home. Hope to continue that next week. But after next week is when I really want to see us, um, play, play just like this on the road. Um, Another thing, we were very confused as well as Greg Olson on that one penalty on the touchdown they called back.
0: Oh yeah, the, was For it the, the legal near man touchdown. Downfield?
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, I think that was just a missed call. I mean, he was blocking <laughs> the guy. What do you want to do? Just oh, I'm three yards fast. I got to stop.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess by the letter of the law, that's that's the right call. Um, but I, it just it's not a call you see happen very often when the guy is actively engaged. Uh, it wasn't like he he ran downfield and set that block. It was he the was guy who was blocking from yep. the line. I, I don't know. I've just have I have not seen that. I've seen that call when the guy you know runs downfield mm-hmm. and makes a block, um, but not when a guy's just you know getting a good a good push downfield. Um, thing that's going to that jumps out to me is we were able to get a pass rush. Um, in this game, we have four sacks, seven quarterback hurries, seven total tackles for loss. So. You know, I know that you know St. Louis came in as one of the best run teams in the league. I think we we didn't completely take that away. There were times when they looked like they were really, really running the rock well, pushing us down the field. Um, but third downs, big plays, um, especially that you know fourth and one inside the five yard line, mm-hmm. um, that defensive stop that was really the call of the game, the play of the game. Um, you know, two stops there back to back with third and short, fourth and short. Um, that's how you win football games.
1: Yeah, no, the defense was clicking on all cylinders. Had the block punt towards the end. I mean, it was just, it w- they put on a clinch. They gave it up six points to a previously really, really hot Battlehawks offense. So, no, confidence should be restored um, in most Defenders fans. It sure is in me. I'm sure it is with you. Yeah. So, yeah. looking forward to
0: next week already. It's funny. I've been, I've been, here we- been shouting out that we're back in first place. It feels like we are. We're three and two. I'm not sure with the XFL standings what that's going to look like. If three teams are three and two, we have beaten both of those teams head to head. But with this plus or minus touchdown seeming to be the tiebreaker, I'm curious if head to head trumps that. I'm you sure you so. would think it would. Um, I certainly hope it would. Um, you know, we are the we are the you know one of the first teams to get three home games under our belt um along with the roughnecks it's going to be interesting in a league where home teams have dominated it's gonna be interesting to see what happens um as teams who have done well go on the road and uh and vice versa um we we're just talking about the dragons you know they've they've had only two home games they've done pretty well in all their games yeah
1: no they've contended
0: um they're they're only negative three touchdowns total but they're one and four um mm. uh, but they're zero three on the road, so that's a team that could really easily write the ship. And as we look at power rankings uh, later in the week, we can't quite put those together, as you know, we've got two teams waiting to play here in a late game. Um, but it's it, yeah, the league is sort of flipping upside down with with every week. And you know, again, the Dragons, who many people are going to have eighth probably at the end of this week, and perhaps uh, you know, tied for the worst record in the league, or they will be tied for the worst record in the league. Um, Nearly beat the Roughnecks. Everyone robbed. will have as their number one. Yeah, I mean, uh, they certainly got robbed of a chance. Um, and, I, and I appreciate you know the XFL comes out with the with the tweet, right? Uh, yeah. And speaking on that tweet, we were talking earlier. You had a great idea of
1: uh, what they should do.
0: I can't. I can't take credit for it uh, myself. I I've, I've retweeted someone else. Okay. Um, who I just said this isn't a bad idea. But you know, reassigning the the official in charge is certainly makes sense. But the suggestion was they play again in week 10, they being, uh, you know, Seattle and the roughnecks before the game, maybe start the game 30 minutes early, line it up, two seconds left, run that play, mm-hmm. see what happens. Um, if they score, you go for the, you know, the three point conversion, they score there, it's tied. And then you we will see our first ever XFL overtime just before the main event of the game. Um, and then they'll, they'll run the rest of the, you know, the next game. But, it, that would be getting it right, and we, you know, we were talking. like That would be the most XFL thing they oh, could and do. and as a
1: sportsman in general, that's something people that haven't watched the XFL all year, especially Week 10, Houston's 5-0, and that game could have playoff impl- implications. Excuse me, couldn't get that out. But um, no, like as a sportsman in general, that would be must-watch TV, having a team come back five weeks later, over a month later, to finish, what was it, nine seconds, I think, on the clock, something... Today, with this game, yeah, the two, Seattle. Oh, no, two, two sec- seconds. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, two. So one play. So no, that would be. I mean, chances of that happening are slim, but it would be really, really cool to see. But well, have to say, good job to the XFL for owning up and actually accepting responsibility when they have messed up. Um, Roger Goodell would never. Um, <laughs> I mean, that just would not happen in the NFL. It's always somebody else's fault. The XFL said, you know what? That's on this guy. We're going to fix it and it's not going to happen again. And if it does, they're going to be held accountable. So I really like how this league's being ran so far.
0: Yeah. You know, I don't, I still don't quite understand why it was they couldn't get everybody back out of the tunnel and finish the game. Um, that's disappointing, but certainly, as you said, they're probably too busy, um, shotgunning Bud Light (laughs) Seltzers. They probably (laughs) are too drunk to come back out yet. That's a fair, that's a fair point. Uh, that is a fair point. Um, but yeah, it was, it, it was not a perfect ending. It was sort of the, uh, you know, potentially a first black eye for the league instead, you know, thousands of replies, you know, most of them positive to, to the tweet, um, apologizing mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. you know, making, making a brief note at the end about the reassignment of, of that, that lead official in charge. Um, yeah. XFL setting itself apart. I would like to see That's them the, set themselves awesome. apart by replaying those last couple of seconds. I don't know if it'll happen, but Count me as one who, who would like to see it. Uh, I think it I think it would be fair. Um, we're going to have a game next weekend. The Dallas Renegades are coming to town. A rivalry. Uh, we followed the, the hate page for the Renegades early on. It's going to be Renegade Hate Week. What's the weather going to be like? We're a few days away, obviously, next Sunday. Yeah, so as of now, it's going to be slightly chillier than
1: today but not how much game starts at three o'clock again we talked about how we didn't like these sunday games but if they're at home it's okay we can do a sunday afternoon game at home high of 53 low of 37 right now 20 percent chance of rain with seven mile per hour winds and again it's it's springtime we don't know what the weather is going to be it could it could monsoon it could snow you know living in this in the virginia area we know weather can be up and down, all over the place, and DC as well. So, no, as of now, it looks like a another good day for football.
0: Yeah, and a, a you know a good day for the beer snake. There are many questions. You know, what kind of legislation may be in place um, to prevent the COVID Cobra from from growing again? That might be have to be added to whatever they're working on. Uh, but it's uh yeah, I'm I'm excited that we're back home playing a Landry Jonesless. You would think Renegades team. Uh, frankly, Bill Nelson, I think he threw you know 49 passes. Um, you know, in a in a sizable loss, this looks like a very beatable team, especially without Landry Jones. Um, I like our chances again, uh, playing at home, going for four and zero. It's uh, it's exciting to get rival, natural rival, Dallas. Yeah, it's just kind of on our field. Kind of um.
1: Just in me, I don't like Dallas football. I don't care what team it is. Um, I just don't like him and I'm sure I'm not alone in that. So no it's it's
0: beat Dallas week. <laughs> it's most definitely beat Dallas week. Uh, we've got games we don't have lines so we can't really do you know our usual spread picks and over under picks. Um, but we can pick we can pick straight up mm-hmm. So first game first game of the week we're looking at Houston. At the Guardians, how do you feel?
1: The Guardians are a weird team. They're they're so up and down, um, but I just think Houston's that good. So I think Houston's going to win that game. And the fun thing about this, I don't want this to happen, but if Richmond loses on Friday night in the A-10 tournament, I might make a trip down to see... The armpit tacos. Oh wow! I'll be in New York. Figure I could go catch some XFL action while Ooh, I'm there. Look at that! But uh, hopefully I'm not there. I don't want to be there. I would much rather be sitting inside the Barclays Center.
0: Yeah, this guy's this guy's covering the spiders. Pretty exciting. Um, we'll be rooting for him. rerouting we'll rooting for him to win the A-10 tournament. Dayton. Dayton could be a tall a tall task if they can get to those finals. But we're hoping they uh, can get across the bubble line. Um, yeah, I'm with you. On this game, uh, I think Houston. You know, I will say I think Houston has been on the precipice, and I think this will be a a lower scoring game than Houston has had. I think the Guardians' defense at home. Yeah, will don't come ask to play. me about scores, over unders, not my <laughs> thing. Yeah, I think uh, you're sitting at five and ten. I'm <laughs> I'm uh, riding high at ten and five, waiting on this last game. And you know, reminder, we we didn't do uh, the over under picks the first week, so we we couldn't find those lines. Um, Austin is doing very well though. Uh, I'll commend them now. 14 and five on your straight up and your spread picks. I'm sitting at twelve and seven on both. And uh the next game, St. Louis at Tampa Bay. I guess I'll go first on this yeah. one since you went first on the last. Man, it's tough. It's tough to keep picking row teams. Um, but I think St. Louis will bounce back. I still think they're a good team. I had them as the number one team coming this week. Um, you know, Tampa if Tampa wins in another blowout this week, I may feel differently. But right now I've got St. Louis. How about you?
1: Um, that's, it's a tougher than I anticipated. Um, St. Louis kind of reminds me of us. They're really good at home and they're really bad on the road, but I don't know. Tampa plays like they did against us. The yeah, Tampa's got a really good shot of winning that game, but I think St. Louis is going to come into that game very unhappy and they'll find a way to get a road win to get back on track. So no, I'm going to go, um, St. Louis, but it's going to be a close low scoring game. Dallas to DC, you know who I'm going with DC. DC all the way. Um, I do believe this has the chance to be a blowout. Um, we'll talk more in a few minutes about how that might happen and who might do what. But I think um, no DC is going to win. It's going to be it's going to be about double digit double digits double digits. <laughs> you can
0: can you dig it? Can you <laughs> dig it? Double digits. We can dig it. Um, last game LA at Seattle. I'm taking Seattle in this game. I am too. How about you?
1: No, I am too. Wow. Seattle like we said, Seattle's been so close in pretty much every game. They even played well against us at the beginning. We um kind of closed out strong in the first game of the season. But no, at home, I think Seattle's gonna be too much for LA to handle.
0: Yeah, I've got I've got Seattle too. Um I, as I said, I I just I think the quarterback change has been really helpful to them. And uh, it's been interesting to see, you know, so many teams changing quarterbacks. Um, we're only looking at, you know, I guess three of the teams now will have, you know, their start same starting quarterback um, for week for week six as they had planned to start the season, um, assuming the defenders uh, continue to start Tyree Jackson. Which brings us to our first mailbag question.
1: Very good question too.
0: It Was a good question. That's coming from. Let's see if we can find it. It's coming from Ryan at Ryan mcc 9 Who should be the starting QB heading into the week?
1: Nah, I like it. That's cutting straight to it. I mean, that's the question that's going to be happening all week. But Tyree Jackson just came in and won us a game after losing two straight. Cardale has not looked good we're at the point of the season now where I'm just going to be honest. If it's a short season, if we're, if Cardale doesn't have it, you got to go to the next guy. So I hope, I know, it's not that I hope it's, I expect Tyree Jackson to um, start in week six, but I wouldn't be surprised if Cardale does Cardale um, so far as um, seems to have had great morale. And I think he's just, he's only going to use this to, to move forward. He's not going to dwell on it too long. And, He's just a good team guy, so no matter what, he'll he'll have Jackson's back. But yeah, I personally want to see Tyree Jackson starting next week. What about you?
0: Yeah, well, I I would echo your point about Cardell showing he's a he's a good team guy, and I think that lifts the spirits of Tyree. He I think probably looks up to Cardell, um, and to get you know to get the nod today, and I, I think the model that Pep used today is the right model. If a guy makes a terrible throw into traffic and turns the ball over, um, pull him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know take care of the football, value the football. Um, I think that's, you know, the basic tenet of all coaches and you really show, you mean that if you sit a guy down when he makes, you know, an obvious and unacceptable mistake, I know you're trying to make a play. Um, you don't want guys to be afraid to do that, but I think when you've got two really good options at quarterback and I feel like our team does, um, you know, guys got a hot hand or doesn't have a hot hand, sit him down, see if the other guy does have a hot hand. Mm -hmm. Um, Tyree was able to make plays with his legs today. Um, Cardell's also capable of that, but Tyree is a little bit more explosive, a little more speed. Um, and we saw that out there, and, and I think he should be the starter uh going into next week. Our second question is from Scotty G. Parenthetically noting here, Scotty G, team beer snake, repping the COVID <laughs> Cobra. Scott at Scott H. Garnett. Should I drop Cardell Jones and Rocket Ross for my fantasy team? Ooh, you want to take that one first? sure um I, you know one i would say depends on who's available i guess um but i so i can't imagine there are a ton of attractive prospects um it does seem the defenders have become a little bit more of a run team and they're trying to establish the run but rocket ross has a history of being you know a standout player in the af i think probably a guy worth holding on to he's certainly a big play threat um and then cardell again i would i would see what happens um I wouldn't drop him if he's your, you know, if you can only carry one QB or you feel like you can only carry one QB and you need to make a move so you have a starter. I certainly understand it. But if you've, if you have another starter on your roster, I would think hang on to him because you've seen what he can produce. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts on this one?
1: Yeah. No, daily fantasy for sure. If you're, obviously, <laughs> yeah. if you're doing draft Kings and Frandle, don't take the quarterback that's not going to start. Just that's a tip from an expert here. But, um, uh, for a yearly um, fantasy league, I wouldn't jump ship quite yet. Yeah, like you were kind of saying, I, I'd g- give it one more week. Let's see how, um, see how it happens um, against Dallas. And if we don't see any of Cardale, and we get another um, another victory, um, maybe. But like you said too, there's I can't imagine there's that many other guys you can pick up unless there's somebody that's. Willing to make a trade with you. But, no, nah, I wouldn't jump ship quite yet. Um, same thing with Ross. Just just hold tight. Um, I know it's easy to get impatient when it comes to fantasy, but, no, nah, I think we got to give it
0: at least one more week to see how everything shapes out. Nice. Well, that's it for the mailbag so far. Two questions. Uh, we only put that out just a few minutes before we went on, so it's understandable. Um, then we only had two, but it, those were two good questions. Thanks, guys. Um, I think that's it, man. What I mean, So many things to say about this week's game. Feels really good to beat St. Louis. Really felt like we were going to be in trouble if we didn't find a way to win this game at home. Now, it's back to sort of anything is possible. We're going to have to play both of those two teams, the Guardians and St. Louis, who we've now swept at home on the road. Tampa, who's now last in our division, beat us on the road. We've got to find a way to win some games away from home. Yeah, But we won't have to figure that out this week. Back nope. Backing home one more week, taking on the Renegades. Got to be a win. Got to be a win. Got to be a win. Um, got to get to 4-2. But it's exciting to be in a position that we're in. No, for sure.
1: Um, and as always, we're going to leave you with a special message.